Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in. This is one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Let's cheers. What the hell is that? Turn that volume down. Turn the volume down. What the hell is going on over there? I don't know how to work this thing. Hold on. We can tell. Oh, my goodness. Bruce is gracious. Bruce! Come on. Oh, come on. Loud? Hold on. Let me. Yes, it's loud. Right, turn my headphones down. Oh, it's still loud. gracious. Good morning, baby, Angela. Baby, good morning, DJ I'm scared to say good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning. Should I whisper? There you go. Say oh, peace to the planet. Come on. That's like peace you got to turn your mic down. I don't know how to turn it down. I'm old. It's I don't Friday. Know how to work this thing. Yes, it's okay. Friday. That's too loud. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes, yes, it's too loud. Oh, you know what? I'll back up. Maybe if I back up. Let me see now. No, it's no, Friday! No. What studio are you in that sounds like my mama basement, bro? Um, I might be in a basement. I'm in uh <laughs> I'm in the eight four three. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. That's that's all that needs to be disclosed right now. But okay. I was, uh, <laughs> I was here I was here since yesterday because um we had Mayor Pete and uh Monk's Corner, Mayor Pete Buddha Judge. And we had a conversation about economic equality, uh, specifically how to empower uh, the black community economically. And I had him at a, a, a black-owned establishment in Monk's Corner, a black-owned restaurant and lounge called Atlantis Seafood. So we had okay. a great conversation yesterday. It yes. sounded like you had some great food, too. Oh, man, I had some good food at this place called the Slaughterhouse Barbecue. Uh, barbecue and Brew in Latin, South Carolina. It's, it's owned by a brother named Nigel. He also has a spot called Nigel's Good Food 2. Nigel's Good Food 2 is a soul food restaurant, but he got the barbecue spot right next to it. And yes, I had some good food that absolutely made me feel bad because I had uh, pulled barbecue chicken, um, some smashed mashed potatoes, barbecue mm -hmm. meatloaf. Man, it was amazing. I you ate all that, huh? I definitely ate all of that. My I ain't goodness. even gonna lie to you. All right, well, and you and I since. are out in L.A. You and I are out in L.A. for uh, the Grammys. Last night I did a, a party for uh, Bob Marley. It was his 75th anniversary, so his son performed all of his uh, songs, and he brought out a bunch of uh, guests. He brought out Coffee. Uh, he brought out Ella May. He brought out Wyclef Jean and Melissa Etheridge. That's the name, right? Yeah, and, Melissa Etheridge. And brought out Melissa Etheridge. It was a dope show. I had the DJ, so it was a great, great event. Shout to Amazon. Uh, and shout out to the Marley family. I met, I met so many Marleys yesterday. This person's kid. I met Lauren's son. I met. Uh, uh, it was so many kids. Shout out to Rohan. He was there. I had a great time. Uh, just vibing out, man. I had a really, really good time. What were you doing, Yee? I went to this Grit Before the Gram inaugural Grammy Week event. It was honoring uh, women in this business. One of them was publicity veteran Yvette Noel Shore and songwriter Nisha Charles. Okay. She's not, she's a seven-time Grammy-nominated um, writer, and she's only 22 years old. That's dope. Yeah, so we were, I was at that. And then I went to the Warner Music uh, party before the Grammys. Lizzo performed, Burner Boy performed, mm -hmm. and then I slept for like 40 minutes, and now we're here. Yes, absolutely. Word. Well, <laughs> let's get this show cracking. Am I good now? What my levels look like now? What my levels look like in the studio? It sounds good. Say yo, 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 yo,
Well, what the you hell? Told me to yell. If I'm just talking no. normally, how do yeah, I? Yeah, don't yell. Yeah, all right, if you talk exactly. normally, you good. Every time I scream. Why did I scream whenever you told me to scream? I don't know. <laughs> That's wild. I guess you guys are used to that. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Scream. You want me to say your go. name too? No, no, please don't. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Well, we'll talk about Deborah Dugan. She went on uh, Good Morning America, as we told you before, and. She talked about what was going on with the Grammys. You know, she was the first female head of the National Academy of Recording Arts, but now she's saying the Grammys are rigged, and also she has some sexual harassment claims. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Don't move. And Dame Dash will be joining us this morning. All Dame right. Dash, Dusko Poppington. Uh, that's one Last of our time. most classic breast, Breakfast Club Absolutely. interviews. If I had to go Absolutely. back in the Breakfast Club catalog and pick one that I know people really enjoyed, that would be one of them. So this that's is part right. two. We yeah, he did went went out. He went off last time, so we'll see what happens today. All right, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? What are we talking about? Well, the Grammys are this weekend on Sunday, and there's a lot of controversy behind the scenes. Now we've been talking about Deborah Dugan. She was the chief of the Recording Academy, and she is now on leave. She has filed a 46-page complaint. She said the Grammys are rigged. There's gender bias and harassment. And, uh, you know, she was placed on administrative leave just last week. Mm -hmm. So she was on a couple of different shows. She was on Good Morning America, and she was also on CBS This Morning, and Gil King was asking her about the rigging, and here's what she had to say. In that room, not only are there trustees that have uh, conflict of interest on the particular artists that are nominated, but more importantly, there are even artists that are nominated that are in the room. It's mostly white male that are in those rooms uh, that, that make these decisions, and there's conflict of interest. So uh, uh, let's say if you represented that artist, mm -hmm. you have a financial gain if they, of course, get nominated but, but for a Grammy. I keep telling y'all, whatever wherever there's a system where it's a bunch of old white men, it's always going to be some type of problems. It's always going to be some said, type of racial bias, gender bias. She said she did want to make changes from within, and that was her whole uh, purpose in what she was doing. She said, I can make a difference, I can fix this, I can work with this team, but that did not end up happening. Mm -hmm. Now, she also says that she was sexually harassed by music lawyer Joel Katz. He's also the Academy's general counsel and a former board member. And here's what she had to say when she was on Good Morning America. Under the guise of a, a work dinner, I was propositioned by the um, general counsel, a, a entertainment lawyer in, of enormous, enormous power in the industry. Mr. Katz. Yes. He categorically denies those allegations, says you got the dinner completely wrong. Yes, well, um, starting with calling me babe and saying how uh, attractive I was and pretty I was, you know, the evening went on to trying to kiss me, and uh, all the way through, I felt like I was being tested in how much would I acquiesce. All right, now the Academy did offer a statement to Good Morning America. They said Ms. Dugan was placed on administrative leave only after offering to step down and demanding $22 million from the Academy, which is a not-for-profit organization. So they're saying the timing of all this is concerning to them. In other words, she was trying to get money from them, and she was placed on leave, and that's when she brought up all these allegations, according to the Academy. Well, the Academy needs to understand that the rest of us have eyes, and we have ears, too, so we see the bias. You know what I mean? The Grammys suck. They are culturally clueless. Like, we knew this when Macklemore beat Kendrick, when, when Adele album beat uh, Beyonce for Lemonade. Like, we've seen this throughout the years over and over and over, so she, she's not too far off of what she's saying. I, wouldn't, I don't know if it's a bias, but they're definitely culturally clueless. 
All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night. Maybe you haven't slept yet. Or maybe you feel energized and happy because it's Friday. Whatever it may be. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is SP. What's going on, guys? What's up, God? What's up, SP? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Yo, but can I give a shout-out? I just started YouTube, and uh, my YouTube channel is the JMS Family. So we don't try to subscribe to my channel and show some love because we do a bunch of things. I have two girlfriends, and both of my two girlfriends, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, their YouTube channel, their YouTube um, page, not the YouTube page, I mean Instagram, is underscore, underscore, baby dolls, with a Z at the end, underscore, underscore. Listen, I bet you your girlfriend's cheating on you. Yeah, and that wasn't a shout-out. That was called promo and marketing, sir. That's That's exactly what that was. Can I do some promo and marketing? Goodbye. Congratulations, sir. All right. Hello, who's this? What up, though? This is Thomas. Detroit. Thomas, what up, though? Get it off your chest. What up, though? Hey, man, I called y'all last year because I was having some racial problems in Ohio. But my uh, my neighbor on the 4th of July actually threw dog poop from her lawn while she was having a party to my lawn. What? Because she did, because she thought my dog pooped on her lawn. Now, in my subdivision, in my, we military. My wife's military. And in my subdivision, there's like a thousand dogs. It's white people. So, you know, white people love dogs. Black she people love dogs, too. Yeah, they that, do, too. So it was yeah, a mistake. So, so they just, she, she just assumed that, okay, there's, there's poop on my lawn, so I'm going to just throw it over there. So I come out there, and all these people are security officers. I know them because I go on base and I see them. So I get up there. I'm like, I walk out the house, and one dude stopped me like, can I help you? I'm like, dog, do you live here? Get out of my way. So I go to the lady, and she still got poop in her hand and a little shovel about to throw it. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, you know what I'm doing. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. I can't fight you because you a woman. And her, and they was having like a little slip and slide game. So all in all, it was just like a big harassment. And it just Can I ask you a question? Like, hey, what, what, Can I ask you a up? question? Why didn't you just have a conversation with her and say, my dog didn't poop on your lawn? Oh, oh, brother, I did. I did. Oh, okay. But the, 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 in the altercation, it was like um, she just knew it was. So, like, you know, we had this big altercation, and two weeks later, she comes and like, hey, Thomas, uh, I just want to say sorry. I was acting like a bee. I'm like, no, I need that same energy that you came with throwing poop on my lawn. I need you to <laughs> bake me a cake that I won't eat because you white, and you probably don't know how to cook like that. <laughs> Why you my goodness. Well, I'm glad that cooler heads eventually prevailed, man. Oh man, I, I man, I wanted to fight her man if, if he was about it, but you know he, you know they was all drunk, man. But I'm saying white people act right, man. It's the side. Did you throw the poop? <laughs> did you throw the poop back on her lawn? Bro, uh, yeah, I wanted to so bad. I wanted to like poop in a bucket, and we was gonna have like a poop war. You know what I'm saying? Y'all look I, crazy, I, man. I was, I, I was about <laughs> it, man. But hey, man, y'all doing y'all thing, man. I love y'all, man. You thank you for what y'all doing, Detroit. Uh, yeah. Shout out yeah. to the 313. All right, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is 
your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Jamon. Jam- calling from Vegas, man. Calling to let y'all know I'm going to be at the real estate seminar. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, we're having a, a real estate seminar in Vegas, February 23rd. So if you want to learn about real estate, hopefully we'll get to see you. We're bringing our crew there. So it'll be uh, financial people there that can get you some loans, credit repair people, attorneys, agents. And we're going to be breaking it down, man. Now, Envy, I've been to a lot of seminars before, mm-hmm. okay? And I was wondering, is there going to be, like, any upsell I should be um, I should be prepared for, anything like that, man? Or, or is it really from start to flip? Uh, you know, you know how you know how they do, man. We, you know, they gotta charge you twenty, thirty thousand dollars more, right? Yeah, that's what I heard. Nah, nah, we don't do that. Nah, there's no upcharges. Everybody you get to talk to is 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 free. There's no extra. There's no uh, an additional twenty dollars, fifty dollars, hundred dollars, nothing. You come inside and they will be there from start to flip. So there are no that's upcharges, cool, nothing like that. That's cool. I've been listening to y'all since last year. I bought my family a house last year. You know what I'm saying? We about nice. to refinance, and I'm trying to I'm trying to get deep into this real estate thing. Uh, me and my wife, we both getting our real estate license. I want to send a shout-out to my mama. I want to send a shout-out to my wife, and I want to send a shout-out to my kids. There you go. All right, so you in uh, Vegas, brother. Hello, who's this? Yo, this T. I'm calling from Florida, man. T okay. from Florida, man. Get it off your chest, bro. Yo, I'm mad right now, B. Yo, so I'm I'm out here driving truck or whatnot, and, you know, I come home and surprise my girl, and she's sleeping. I go through her phone, and I see she was talking to some dude that she worked with, man. So I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to have to leave that whole situation alone, man. What was she saying? Man, so apparently they met up the other night. She went over Ooh. to the house and stuff. Like, I got Whoa. cameras around my house. She turned Damn. the cameras off and left the house, told me she was sleeping and whatnot. And, yo, the thing is, yo, I'm, like, paying all the bills in the house. We got, like, two kids together. And next week, I'm supposed to be up for my contract. So I'm thinking I'm just going to stay out on the road a little bit longer, stack my money, and do what I got to do, man. Damn, man. Your black queen is cheating on you? Yo, Chris Brown said it the best, yo, man. They ain't loyal. Damn. So have you said anything to her yet? How you know? is hurt. She definitely black envy? Nah, she ain't black, but no. Oh, okay. What happened was I went through the phone, and I saw it. So what I did was I went through the phone, and I took pictures, screenshots of everything, and then I put the phone back down on the bed, and then I laid next to her and touched her face, and she woke up and saw me, and she immediately, like, snatched the phone and was, like, shocked. And I was like, what happened? She was like, what are you doing here? I was like, happy to see you, too. <laughs> what is she? What, yeah. color, what race is she, sir? Yo, she's Filipino and white. Filipino and white. Okay. No, I'm right. sorry, man. I, I don't, we'll have a better weekend, bro. I know well, it's, black, it's black women out there driving right now saying they don't feel sorry for you. I'm letting you know that right now. Hey, yo, they, yo, they want you to come. Man, they want you to come home. I love them. I love them all, but they all crazy, man. I'm just going, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to do my thing and stack this money. I love money. Money don't cheat on me. <laughs> all right, self-love, bro. Just get some lotion and self-love, man. Money will go to whoever will take it, so. I don't want that. I, I like TLC. Right. I, like, I like emotions. <laughs> I like love, personally. From a woman. He's just going through it. He's hurt right now. Yeah, that's right. That's He'll be all right. A little self-love help him for a couple days. Awesome. Did you wait till you try to off- masturbate with a $100 bill? He'll want a woman again. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way? Yes, and Wendy Williams says that she did not fart. Yeah, all right. We, need, we all heard we need it. a second opinion. She <laughs> says she doesn't fart. Yeah, all right. Present more all evidence. Right. <laughs> rumors when we come back. And don't forget Dame Dash next hour. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
Well, Kodak Black's been having some problems in his correctional facility that he's in right now. He said in Miami it was a living hell. And he says the correctional officers are the reason for that. He's been speaking out about his alleged mistreatment. He's been posting about it. He said he was drugged. He was beaten, denied food and other privileges and all of that. Well, it looks like he will be out of jail on or around August 14th, 2022. They said he could get out a few days earlier because the 14th falls on a Sunday. So normally they'll let you out if their release date falls on a weekend a little before that. He's also going to be transferred. So he's currently being transferred to a federal prison in Oklahoma City mm -hmm. before he ends up in federal prison in Kentucky. So that's where we're at right now. He's also hired Benjamin Crump. And his mother was really devastated by everything that's been happening. And she said this. If my son dies, I'm going to kill myself too. Please, please, I need help. Dang. Mm. Wow, so Benjamin Crump has stepped up to the plate. Yeah, Ben Crump, uh, he out here multitasking, huh? He's fighting for people in Flint. He's fighting for Kodak Black. And we really have to make correctional facilities real correction facilities. We really have to correct people, you know? Are we trying to make these people reformed citizens? Or are we trying to make them more savage? Like, we should allow them to, to learn a trade that they can use when they come home to get a job. Let them get an education that can help them get a job when they come home. Like, let's really try to reform people and correct them in these correctional facilities. All right, now Lil Wayne has announced he has a new album, Funeral. We've been talking about this album. It was supposed to be out before the end of last year. Right. Now he put out a date. It says January 31st. So he put that on his Instagram page. So it looks like that's happening really soon. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that album. Mm -hmm. Yeah, listen, I'm going to always check for Lil Wayne music because Lil Wayne is a whole legend. But, I mean, he, he, he he's, he's let me down over recent years. But I'm going to always check for him just because of his history. You know? All right. Well, let's move some more into uh, Louisiana. Boosie and NBA Youngboy, they have a joint album coming out. So that should sound pretty good. Uh, the two of them together. They both like to, uh, I mean, I could see that. It sounds like a nice synergy between the two of them, right? I mean, yeah, I think it'll be a great album. I, see, I love the fact that record labels don't have to press up CDs or records anymore. And you got to wait a month or 60, 90 days. People could just do an album and put it out. I love that. I love yeah, that. You I, can love the fact that music. Don't, I love the fact that artists don't give a damn about record labels. Boosie and, and Boosie and NBA Youngboy ain't asked no permission to do that. Nope. They, just went they could just it. do it. Well, I'm sure they had to get permission if they're putting it out on those platforms. I'm sure they got to get clearance. Yeah. Don't get that twisted. They got to get the clearance. Now, Boosie did share a song snippet in his Instagram stories while he was in the car with Youngboy on Wednesday night. And that's when he said the album is coming soon. All right, now Wendy Williams has addressed what's happening with this whole farting situation. If you recall, oh everybody said that she farted during the show and just act like nothing happened. That cop wasn't playing that. I mean, you're lucky you only got battery. <laughs> you heard Wait, that, right? Do that, we was need to, a, that was a fart, man. Do we need can to we normalize this so you can hear it? Yeah, let's play it in HD, please. That cop wasn't playing that. I mean, <laughs> you're lucky you only got battery. <laughs> well, Wendy Williams has felt the need to address this whole situation, and she said that she's never farted on the show. I don't lean over like this to release a fart. I'm leaning over like this because it's comfortable. You know, if I sit like this all the time, you know, it's heavy on my spine. I have never farted once on this show. Anyway, it went viral and final, and I was like, no, because I would have made a big deal. Like, if I farted, 
I would have definitely been laughing, because farts are always funny. <laughs> By the sound of that fart, I would have had to go change my costume. All right, well, there's a valid explanation for all of this, and she actually called in a lifeline to explain what happened. Stop. I'm like, Bernie, I gotta do fart gate. And so he said, Wendy, I saw it, it's so stupid. Clearly, you know, there's somebody who superimposed the sound. My trusty Steve, John Anderson. John, yeah. John, are you around? Yeah. Cause John knows stuff. So, but so Kate the Chemist was that here. That was on Kate the Chemist day. Okay, John. Right, so we were, we were doing a, uh, an experiment out here with a, a tank, it's called air gas. And we didn't have the proper hose, and the air was just coming out, and it was sputtering like somebody was farting. Oh you farted, girl, you farted. Let me tell you something. Farts aren't funny without context. When you was young, yes, but as an adult, no. People who fart in their clothes are disgusting. Men who fart around other men are flirting. Wendy farting on live TV and blaming it on Bill Nye, the science guy. Hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, she, I think, you know, it's okay, you farted. She did. She, like, let, she let one go. Now, mm -hmm. let's all be honest here. Between the three of us, has anybody ever farted during this show? It's been almost 10 years. I don't fart Hell yes. I, I, I did it numerous I times. I don't I'm fart about to do clothes. it right now. So, Charlamagne, you're with Wendy. You I, I don't fart in my clothes. I don't fart in my clothes. I've been telling y'all this for years. I've, you I fart in your clothes. clothes. So when, you got, when you're driving, you got to pass gas. Would you, you hop out and First pull down all, your pants? Let me ask you a question. How do you know I fart in my clothes? You ever been in my ass? Ask me that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. There <laughs> <laughs> you go with that damn agenda, Envy. You <laughs> know, me, huh? Yeah, we got front page news. What are we talking about? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what doctors are begging y'all not to do anymore. And when I say y'all, oh, oh, I mean... Oh, oh. What are they begging us not to do, ye? <laughs> What's wrong with y'all this morning? I'm not messing with y'all. I mean, men. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Front page news is next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, ye? Doctors are asking for you men to please stop masturbating with banana pills. All right? Now Who this does that? Apparently, a lot of people do it, and one person what? said it's the closest thing to oral sex. He's been what? doing it for years, and according to Dr. Diana Gill, she said uh, you could develop a rash, you could get sores on your penis, which could be painful <laughs> and might lead to infection. They said a person with a fruit or latex allergy could be more susceptible to a reaction from banana skin. So please stop doing that, you guys, all of you that are using these banana skins. I never heard of that, ye. Yeah, Sounds so, intriguing, though, right? So they masturbate no. with banana skin, so they would be called uh, Chiquita Beatus, right? Maybe that's mm, that's not what they're calling it. But. Pounding the potassium, maybe. Well, it's just the skin, so it's not the actual meat of the banana. Well, who would try that? Like they'd wrap the skin around and just start moving. Like that feels good. I don't know who would try it, but I know next time I make a, pr a protein shake and I'm about to throw that banana <laughs> peel away, I'm gonna think about it. One <laughs> time, I'm gonna think about it. God damn it! All right, now Tinder has come up with some more safety focus updates for users. So if you're on Tinder and you're concerned about things, they've teamed up with the personal safety app Noonlight that connects you to personal emergency services. They also have photo verification now, and they have an in-app safety center. So, for instance, photo ver verification ensures that every match is who they say they are. 
so people can self-authenticate through a series of real-time posted selfies, and then they compare them to existing profile photos using artificial intelligence technology. So that's how you get verified. Then you get a blue check mark so members can trust that the person that you say you are is who you really are. They're going to test that in select markets. Now, they're also detecting whether or not an offensive message has been sent. They have this thing called, does this bother you? And if you respond yes, then you will have the option to report that person for their behavior. And then that'll be also marked as well. Mm. Gotta be safe out here if you're doing all this online dating, right? Yeah. Because, um, well, you guys have never had the opportunity to do that, I would nope. assume. Nope. All right. Now, Harvey Weinstein, uh, his trial is continuing. And now... Uh, the women that are speaking out, they have identified the women who are planning to testify against him. There's several actresses, a production assistant, and a scriptwriter. They're all expected to be in court. At least 100 women have publicly accused him of sexual abuse, but the vast majority are not taking part in this trial. They're in New York State right now, and they're only going to hear six of these women. So they want to make sure people know that he's not harmless, that he's actually a very dangerous sexual predator. And um, we have more information on who these women are. One of them is Annabella Sioria from The Sopranos. If you guys uh, know who she is, she first publicly accused him in 2017 in a story in The New Yorker. And she didn't tell police about the alleged attack. And he continued to sexually harass her for years afterward, mm -hmm. according to her article that she did there. I hope Harvey has secured the rights to this trial because this is going to make a great documentary, movie, scripted series one day. Can he even do that? Can he have the right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that if he gets convicted that he can't profit off of it, right? Yeah, if he gets convicted, I don't think he could profit off of it. No, I don't think uh, so, you, no. You, you, let, you, let, you let a company put it out and, you know, send the money to a Swiss bank account somewhere, you know? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that could happen now. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, now, when we come back, Dame Dash will be uh, joining a us. A man who allegedly smacked Harvey Weinstein one time. Yeah, so that's, we'll talk to Dame Dash. Allegedly, because that's just a rumor. We can yeah. ask him about it. Yeah, we'll talk to that. We'll talk to him when we come back. All right, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club, and he's back. Dusko Poppington. Dame Dash is back in the building. <laughs> What's going on? What's, What's up, up, my babe? brother? You back in New York? Yeah, I'm back warrantless. 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 How does that feel? You know, it feels good. I get to see my son again and all that. And I got reasons to be here, so, you know, I'm in court. That doofball, Chris Brown, the lawyer, you know, was just like three frivolous cases against me, and I'm on trial for one of them, but like a copyright infringement, bubblegum and he's a goofball in court. So I'm, I'm doing that, so after this, I got to go right to court. I'm on the stand today. I have no idea who Chris Brown is. I just know that you go so hard at him on Instagram. I mean... He was killing him this week about his clothes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, like I said, he, he's just lying. They all trying to rob me. And, you know, then he's trying to, like, compromise my name, try to do the Me Too thing. But mm. what's scary is, like, people are actually lying now. You know what mm. I mean? Like, straight. I'm like a target all of a sudden. So I'd be scared of everybody because they don't tell the truth. That's why it's a good thing I always have cameras on. You what do you know? think the reason for that is? Why are they targeting? I'm the bank, bro. I'm the bank. It's scary right now. You know, a lot of things that I've been speaking about have come to fruition. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the last time I was here, I was telling you what it's going to look like now. And it does. So, you know, part. you know, the part about... Me having a television network, the streaming, being your own boss, being independent. You guys look healthy. All of those things. I think, you know. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to front. I can't even, you know, we all look healthy. So I think we've all evolved since these conversations. And, you know, because of that, a lot of people that were saying I was crazy are now looking crazy. 
And, you know, they always have to overcompensate and have some kind of cover-up, and that's what happens. So you try to make a good guy look bad. Has it always been like that for you? Like, has it yeah. always, you've always been a... I always see the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when you're always helping people mm -hmm. and no one helps you, yeah. Like, if you're the bank, and no, if someone comes to your bank and they don't have nothing and you got everything, they only have something to gain. Mm -hmm. So what happens is they might come to the bank, and if they can't get nothing out the bank, then they start pretending that I did something I didn't so that they can't. But, you know, that's that's part of the game. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm in court during the day. You know, I'm a chairman of the board during the day. You know, I handle my business. The television network is popping. You know, I got the Comcast deal. I'm waiting for that paperwork. I'm going to see Charter in Connecticut. And now I can get back to what I really love. So during the night, I'm a rock star. So I decided to do a rock album. So I'm just having fun doing what I want during the during the night. But I just, I, I love making music, actually. That's what I've been loving lately. Now, people that, that don't know about your platform, explain how your platform works. Because you own it. People subscribe. And it's it's not just music. You have content. Explain a little bit about the platform. It's, it's, it's like Netflix. You know, but the thing is, I don't outsource. So I own all the cameras. So I have original programming, so they're scripted. You know, Rocky has a cooking show. We got, you know, we have our own Anthony Bourdain where we run around the world. Like I said, we done went to Thailand, went to China, you know, we taped all that. Um, Honor Up, uh, I got a new television show that I just directed and starred in called, and, and Rocky's in it as well, as well called Dress to Kill. So it's, 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 we have the music, we have the movies, we have everything. But basically what I'm doing is we have a point of view, we're capturing culture. And it's about us taking care of ourselves. everything I've been talking about. You know, it's about therapy. We got therapy shows. We're doing politics. So, you know, I'm now using my platform to have real power to make change. And I think it's important as a culture that we have to understand the distractions, right? When we go to school, they say, yo, they got teams for sports. And they say you can either be a rapper, a DJ, or you can play sports. And everybody invests in that. And that's like lotto. Not everybody gets that slot. Mm -hmm. But if you don't get that slot, what else you got? What, what else do you have to get out of that 99%? So why they don't teach us how to be politicians? Why they don't teach us how to pass laws? Why we don't give the people the platforms? Like, I talk a lot to uh, uh, Congressman Andre Carson, and every day he's fighting, but no one knows who he is. Mm -hmm. He's black, he's in Congress, and our subject in hip-hop, because that's the power. We have to understand, like, we're the 99%. 1% needs the 99% to do everything. So if the 99% just stuck together, the 1% can't do nothing. We got power. So we need to start leveraging our power the right way instead of talking about bubblegum. Let's figure out how to pass laws, how to lobby, why they don't train us to be politicians when we kids. Why there's no teams for that? Because we don't make it look cool. Like all the other well, looks cool. There's not in school. Like you got to mm -hmm. think about it. This pisses me off about the curriculum in school. I've been to school. They didn't teach me nothing besides math and, and, and how to read that I need to do to apply for, to, 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 to apply to my life today. They didn't teach me how to pay taxes. They didn't teach me how to go food. They teach me about pi and algebra, and I don't need that. I'm not a scientist, you know, and whoever wants to be could do that, but they should be teaching us how to code. They're mm -hmm. teaching us another person's history. So any law that was made when people had slaves should be changed. It's logical, right? Absolutely. So most of the laws was made about 150 years, you know, between 150 years ago. All those people made laws to, to control people, not physically, but mentally. And the patterns that we're born into reflect that. We're born into thinking we got to get up at a certain time, be happy to be given a job. We're trained to sit down for eight hours a day when the sun is out from when we're kids. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, you know, I took my daughter. My daughter's going to college next year. And like we would go on college to college, and she wants to get into real estate. And there's no curriculum that teaches kids how to invest right. in real estate. I see you've been doing that. Your man was in my gallery. Yeah, Flair, uh, Caesar. Yeah, yeah. So, I, and I agree with you with the curriculum. But with your, um, your platform, are you 
purchasing shows as well, or is it just particularly no, well, your, your content? Not right now. Right now, that's the problem. When you outsource, you know, that's where the scam comes in. When you're paying people to do stuff, that's when they make up jobs and stuff like that. So me, because I'm putting up the bread, I know every potato chip that gets eaten. And I get a lot more bang for my buck. That's why people be trying to rob me. And I cut out the middleman completely. So I can get a lot more for my money. So I can get 10 episodes for 70 racks. So you could order it. It's on your phone. It's just like Netflix. And you can put it right next to Netflix. And again, we have Over the Air in Charlotte. Um, channel like 42.1. And I was just doing that to showcase the fact that I can do 24 hours of television programming. So not only is it a streaming service, there's DTV which is 24 hours. So if online, you could go to DTV.com. That's what it is, right? Yeah, DTV24hours.com if you want to see it. But we're about to be distributed. You know, like I said, I'm going to I meet with all the distributors. It's a good time to be black, have a point of view, and have content, mm -hmm. and be wanting to evolve. What made you want to get into the, be in the front of the music game? Like, why you want to be an artist now? I'm, I'm not, I, I am an artist. I, never, mm -hmm. I don't want to be an artist. My art is business, but I could do everything. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm not trying to be an artist for money. I'm doing it for love. That's the only way to do it, really. I do the television network for me. Like I said, I'm the chairman of the board during the day. I'm a rock star at night. Is it therapeutic for you in a way? Hell yeah. It's right. the best in the world. Like, you know, Rocky and I were having, a, you know, we were pregnant. We lost a baby. The day. Oh, you know, damn. Seven, sorry to hear that. Yeah, seven and a half months. We wore damn. that well. Nobody even yeah. knew it. Yeah, and that day, I made a record called Warrior. You know, I was able to feel my pain, see my pain, hear my pain, and I could, I could, I could capture it. So the record I gave you was line them up, right? So that's what I do. I look at my problems. I brace my face. If I get hit, I get hit, but I'm hitting back. I want the problems. I want the smoke because I know that's the only way to evolve. You can't get better without struggle. You can't be great without being uncomfortable. So I push myself to that, and that comes with struggle. It comes with fight. And when you fighting for love, then everybody that fights for hate comes at you. So I'm all right with it because love is stronger than everything. So line those problems up so I can shut them <laughs> the f down. And the other one is like kind of smoother as window shopping. And you know, I got a girl. And I, I ain't gonna lie, I, I don't cheat on my girl. And when girls be stepping to me, I be like, yo, if you, I'm not cheating on my girl, but if you could convince her, you know, we'll do it together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, girl, some girls respect it. You know what I mean? And, and, and if, I'm, if I get lucky that night, I get lucky. Right, right, right. I don't get lucky that often with it. You know, you know, Rocky got to like her. So, you know, so girls will keep coming around. I'd be like, yo, we just window shopping. You know what I mean? So, you know, someone came around. I was like, we'll just make a record about it. So that's this record. All right, we got more with Dame Dash. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Dame Dash. Charlamagne? Do you allow yourself time to grieve when stuff like that happens, yeah. when you lose a child and then when your well, people I, die? The thing is, that happens to everybody, right? Everyone that's born knows they're going to die. It's just a matter of when. So we all go through tragedies. It's just a matter of your life. So some people really hate their life. So when they go through tragedies... They're in a dark room because there's no life to go that, back to that's great. They're depressed. Mm. God has, has given me a great life to where I'm having so much fun that I can't be mad at the tragedies that everyone goes through. I just have to be happy at the fact that when they do happen, you know, when we lost the, the, the baby, we went to Hawaii for two weeks. A lot of people can't do that. And Rocky was able to help other people. So we went and did therapy. You look on my Instagram, we did therapy publicly. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of women that go through that, and that's the reason, another reason why I, I have such an appreciation for women because making life is not easy. You know, we've been struggling for a while. We're doing IVF. You know, I got a lot of children, but, you know, this, this, the right one is the one that I'm having the most difficulty with. But it's, not, it's a very common thing, and, and, and women lose children a lot. Like every girl, woman I know is like that happened to me at this point in time, my mother, this, that. So 
sometimes, you know, you don't have to look away from the tragedies and be ashamed of them. You embrace them. And the only reason why things happen to me and happen to me publicly is so other people could become stronger from it. If you get pain and don't learn from it, then it's in vain. The only purpose of pain is to define you. So another thing is I go through a lot of stuff so people can know how to act when you go through it. When Aaliyah died, I was obliterated, but I was still outside every day. When my child, when we just lost a baby, I was still out. They, they didn't even know. No one knew. I, I just, I'm just talking about it a month later because we didn't want nobody to feel sorry for us. You think you could, would feel that way without therapy? Because I go to therapy, too. I go to therapy once a week. Would you feel that way without therapy? I don't know. See, the reason why I'm not an unhappy person, despite what people think, is because I don't internalize everything. Therapy is about getting dark before you get light. Now, if you f with me, I get dark very quick. People know that. And then I'll laugh as soon as I walk out the room because I haven't held anything in. I mean, I, I don't think people understand that the real trick in life is because everyone's about self-preservation. They think it's about survival. And we're born into the 99% having to struggle for the day, having to always be scared and worry about yourself. But really, the test is, is how much you can love other people. That's the reason why I'm always all right, because I'm always giving love. So that's the test is loving others before you love yourself. That's what a boss does. That's what a father does. And that's what people have to understand. If you only worried about you, then you're not living right. It's not about you. It's always about we and the people that you love. Now, last time you were here, we had a, a big conversation about uh, ownership and being a boss. W what are your thoughts about that now? Do you still feel the same way with, with what you say? Not, no, the reason I say that, the reason I say that is because a lot of people were upset the way that you said it, and some people agree with you. So, I was, uh, what, what are your thoughts on it now? If they, if it, they have changed. It was just one thing people were upset about. It was just the fact. People misunderstood. First of all, I was just with y'all. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, no, but it was it, what, what you I'm said saying was, is, was was honest and, and was true. But what I'm saying is sometimes. It doesn't matter. That's a test, right? If you mm -hmm. can listen to somebody despite the way they say it. It doesn't matter about my tone. It matters what I say. Mm -hmm. It matters what I do. So if someone isn't evolved enough to look past their ego, because it's the ego that makes people offended. Mm -hmm. So what I wasn't, I wasn't saying don't have a job. I was saying don't have a job and not invest in something else. That's all I was saying. I think it's silly to only care about somebody else's equity and not your own. Yeah, not to invest in yourself. Right. right. And, yeah. and I, like I said, as a result, I, I saw the whole world change behind that. At least within our culture, I saw an awareness. And sometimes... All the time to make a change, we have to be disruptive. So I'm disruptive on purpose. If I say it in a way that everyone else is saying it, no one's going to hear me. So that's the reason why I speak the way I do. You know what I mean? Uh, we ain't arguing about, I'm, I can't come in and say y'all ain't doing nothing. I'm coming out so I see what you're doing. Y'all have evolved. Mm -hmm. Y'all doing more things. So I feel like, yeah, I have a part in that. And I'm happy. You know, and w whether it bugged you or not, as long as there was action. I don't care how you feel. I care what you do. What about forgiveness for Dame Dash? Does, does Dame Dash necessarily forgive? Always forgive. I know there's a lot of people that you didn't really felt that were culture vultures in our culture and yeah. did like, you ever like speak to those people like Lior, like Steve Stout? I talked to Steve Stout. How did that conversation go? He said, you know all those times you were yelling at me about Jay? Jay was setting up those meetings. He just threw Jay under the bus. Quick. Bam. I saw him at Kanye's one. He's like, yo, you was yelling at me, but he was doing all this and I was like, all right. I knew it. And, and then I then I was telling him I was like, but I ain't gonna get to that. But yeah, we But can you spoke. trust that though? I don't care. Because when he runs, I don't even care. Jay, he probably say something else. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. even care. I just, as long as that's what he said, I don't care. You know, as long as he, I don't really care. Like, honestly, I'm not mad at anybody because they haven't messed my life up. I just, like, if, again, if somebody does something that I don't like, where I think it's foul, or it's against my principles and my morals, I just don't mess with them. Poof, you don't exist to me anymore. You in the rear view. And that's what, that's all it is. And unless you change, then, you know, again, it's, it's, I forgive everyone. I just don't forget. I just don't trust. I just don't want to be around. I just don't want to smell your breath. You know? <laughs> Period. I saw you on Mike Tyson podcast say everybody has a scumbag level. What's, what's Dame Dash's scumbag level? I haven't level? found it yet. I'm having too much fun to be a scumbag. You know, scumbagging comes with insecurity. That means you think you can't get it. 
It ain't nothing that I don't think I can get. That's why I try to get everything. So I don't think there's a reason to jump out the window. Mm -hmm. As long as my girl and my kids are proud of me, that's all that counts. As long as I protect the people that I love, that's all that counts. But I'm not going to be taking people swinging on me too much longer. So if you notice, I started throwing lawsuits on people. See, I had my head down. I've been working. I've been minding my own business. And every time I do get a platform, I try to help people. And everyone I try to help tries to rob. So it's like, yo, I guess I'm about to smack a couple people around legally. So you're going to notice it. You're going to see it. And you're going to see a lot of people say about me. I expect that. So every day I'd be like, who's going to lie about me today? Who's going to say something from years ago that no camera was on and just make some up just for a check that didn't go to the police or none of that? Who's going to do it? I'm going to make an example. Of this. Like when you come on somebody's block and you want to take it over, sometimes it's war before there's peace. So I'm down for the war legally. But don't cheat. Give me a fair one. What about when they use women? I see Chris Brown. He, yeah. He's still, you I think that's sued foul. I think the assault? foulest thing about that is because there are women that are being abused. And I and I'm you know me. I'm all about investing women. I would never violate. I do shoot my shot, but no is no. I don't think people know. One time you you pressed Harvey Weinstein for harassing a woman on set or something like that, right? Or am I getting the story wrong? Stuff like that. You know, it was things like that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> a couple yeah, yeah. different reasons I pressed him. I used to press him a lot. Yeah. But you know, you know, we were in we, we were in the same circle. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? We owned a club together called Socialista, but I never seen him put up his bread. And he used to be doing slick in the bathroom. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Who, Harvey? Like, you mean slick stuff in the bathroom? Not the bathroom, in the kitchen. I'd be like, I can't even eat in the kitchen. I don't want to eat today. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you did press him. I, I, I used to press him. I don't know. I think well, Cam, Cam or somebody told that story. You pressed him because he was harassing a woman or something. You was, like, not here on this set or something like that? Well, that was another situation. Somebody got smacked in the... Uh, when they paid a full set, but it was That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, Dave sm I don't know if it was you. Somebody smacked Harvey for doing that. No, nah, so nah, I, I didn't, nobody, it wasn't like that, but somebody got smacked. But, you All know, I'm saying is it's wild to accuse somebody of sexual assault that you, that stood up to an actual predator. I mean, uh, I guess so, but either way, it's like, why now? I never had these issues all of a sudden. The, the question is, why does Chris Brown himself have so many different lawsuits against me in one year, and all of them are frivolous. And he's not talking about Chris Brown, the artist. I know Chris Brown, the lawyer. Like, no, Chris if you Brown ever see insurance. somebody with a bad suit, he look like Mr. Bookman, or just like <laughs> his clothes. That's what's the most offensive is he's terrible. No style, no taste. He don't look like he eat right. I'm like, God damn, I got to look at this. I got to hear his voice. I'm about, to, you know, I'm about to be on the stand right now. This is the last day of a bum trial of some stupidity. He mumbling and fumbling. It's just a waste of time. And... It's for shortbread. See, the thing is about court, because anybody can file a lawsuit. Anybody, you can file a lawsuit from an a, a email, but you got to go through the whole motion. But I still got to get online. The energy is low when you're around low-energy people. So, you know, even there was people that have been with me that went to the trial. I was like, man, this is too whack. I'm out of here. So when whack people do whack business, you're around whack energy. It's whack juice. Whack is contagious. Get whack away from me. All right, we got more with Dame Dash. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Dame Dash. Charlemagne? Now, we seen recently that you were uh, <laughs> suing the people from growing up hip-hop. Yeah. And, and that was because you felt like they were encouraging your son to drink. And that was Well, yeah. And what it was was I had asked them not, because they knew my son had a problem, his triggers. So I said, don't have certain individuals in scenes with my son because they are triggers. And the next scene, they got him in there, and he hasn't been the same since. And I just feel like these people aren't from our culture. Mm -hmm. So I look at growing up hip-hop as Tara, Tara Long and Mark. And these are all people that aren't from my culture making money off people that, that people's dysfunction of our culture. Mm -hmm. So it would be easier if it was somebody black doing it. I just don't appreciate them separating families, making money from it, and then not supporting them 
because they was holding some bread of mine because of the uh, the warrants and the child support. But they actually covered me paying the child support. They covered it. It's a storyline. And then I'm like, all right, I gave them 1.2 million. I'm out. And they saying, we can't give you your money because you didn't pay child. I'm like, yo, come on, man. I'm suing you. I'm sick of this. So I just did it. It was like a week of just like, it was over shortbread, too. It was just the morals and the principles. Again, I'm just sick of it. Have you ever said and just said, I'm just going to settle? Just, I'm going to settle with one of these lawsuits just because it's a waste of time? If they were a waste of time, I would yeah. settle. But they're not. People are accusing me and trying to steal from me. Yeah, we could settle. Settle on being truthful and it's not trying to rob me. You know, Brian White is an actor, right? He understands art and all of it that comes with it. This dude is trying to pretend he directed my movie. You understand? You know, from Stomp the Yard, you know, High Yellow, um, Brian White, that one. I can't believe that someone could, as an artist, can go and make and do interviews and say, yo, I directed this movie, no one he didn't. And you could ask Columbus Short. So people are just being flagrant. What am I supposed to do? I'm not doing that. I'll take one, but I'm hitting you harder. I'm at least swing. All right. If it don't land, it don't land, but I got to swing. Lee Daniels paid you back. I had, you know what happened, bro. You know, I can't even speak on it too much. <laughs> but you like, finally got it. But it I, no, he didn't pay me back. I mean, this, the way the situation is, he got on a payment plan to pay me back. Oh, got you, got you. Know, that's you. what we'll speak on. You know, I didn't, all I wanted to do was have the, the it would be acknowledged. You understand what I'm saying? But yeah, if he could have gave me, that was what was funny was, once they thought he gave me two million, everybody was jumping on two million. I'm like, man, come on, man. And I didn't even make him pay no interest. But again, I, I'm not really supposed to be speaking on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> what I just would, wanted to settle. You know, and I, I ain't got no problems with them. I just wanted my bread. What would this more mature, evolved, Heal Dame Dash, tell the Dame Dash that I was running around the Big Pimpin' video or the Hey Poppy video. I would say don't disrespect women, but do everything else. I, I don't like to do things I don't want my kids to do. I was young and I was just insecure about certain things, and I needed to get the video right because uh, we weren't selling any records, and that was our last resort. Or else then I was going to start rapping. It's hard for men to have that conversation, but I think we need to. Like, we need to talk about how culture shifted. Culture was different back then. I'm glad it's this sensitive right now because there's a lot of people that are, are being regulated that should. But... I hate when people take advantage of that. And you can see the quality of person that does it. Just look at their past. Look at their history. Look mm -hmm. at them. Like, people that have bad taste have bad taste in everything. Just look at the way they dress. Look at that lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had Fab up here, and he talked about uh, DJ Clue, and he said that Clue had a strange relationship with Rockefeller. Yeah, it was a love-hate. What happened was Steve Stout tried to get cute, right? This is one of the, like, that's the scumbag used to do. You know, I was, I was trying to sign the firm, mm -hmm. and he went and snaked me with that one. I was trying to sign everybody. And I was just like, we should just stick together. That's what I was trying to do. So my, it was my idea to make a mixtape into an album. So I was doing it. And this, you know, I told Steve Stout about it. He went behind my back and was actually doing the deal. Wow. Like, I had to run up in that office. And him and Clue were at the table signing. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, you already know better than that. You know, and sat down. And, you know, that was the first time I really got in front of him like that. Right? So they had, I guess, uh, D-Rock had showed me a picture of him with a wig on and lipstick. What? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> while, while he was asked him, while he was asleep. This is how I met Steve Stout. That's how I, they used to be telling me, because, you know, Biggie's crew was kind of funny. You know, see, essays in them about it. I don't care. You can ask him. And I guess he fell asleep, and they had put lipstick on him and a wig, so they, they took a picture. And I was like, nah, he ain't robbing me. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> like, he didn't get up and swing at y'all, nothing? <laughs> but, yeah, that happened. So, And then, you know, Clue is funny. You know, he likes to snap. And I can snap better. And Rockefeller is tough love. And that's what it was, and I'm tough love. I'm very honest. So, you know, I used to just tease him. I used to tease, you know, he used to cut ass like we do, but I'm just always a little funnier. I don't know. I don't know. It was a weird relationship. Do you miss those those Rockefeller days no. and the snapping and big I, face Garys and the, and all that you did? Do you miss any of that? Mm -mm, I don't like being around dudes too much. I like being around women. 
you know, I, again, I had fun. And yeah, those days were great. But I just remember I was consumed with stupid arguing and fighting over nothing. What I don't like. He was younger, though. Exactly. Yeah. But right now, as an evolved man, I don't think anybody in 49 wants to hang out all day with their homeboys all day. I mean, if you do, then that's a problem, man. I want to be with my girl all day. Right. Period. Like, I, don't, I hate not being with my girl. Actually, I'm always with my girl. You have to be a slave for a woman. You can only be a king if you're a slave for a queen, to me. And if you don't know how to take care of a woman and a family, then you're not really a man. We meant to take care of our family. So a lot of cats, sometimes, they're going to be with their homies because they feel the support. But you got to be the support. Because my thing is, if I see a lot of people around and they're not doing the right thing, it's my responsibility to teach them. So if I'm sitting in a room full of dudes trying to teach them, and everyone that gets taught, they like to watch me teach, but no one wants to be directly taught. They get embarrassed. Their ego makes them do emotional stuff. And then at some point, we get to the hands. Mm -hmm. And they don't want that neither. So I'm telling you, it's like it makes no sense trying to help dudes because their ego and their testosterone, they won't let you coach them. Definitely not in front of people. And if you do help them or give them anything, they resent you. They want everything you got. But that's the problem with our community and our culture. Like, I was watching the interview the other day, and somebody was like, yo, do you and Envy got beef? And I'm like, the fact that two men can have a conversation and have an argument or a disagreement makes people really feel like it's beef. Well, they and want I mean, it to be that. Right. Because us having an a, a argument or a disagreement on air about something that we passionately believe in does nothing a but debate. help people. It's a debate. White oh, people, people call it a debate. Bro, people <laughs> argue. Me and my homeboys, the best out. We argue every single time, mm -hmm. but we never fight. It what, could be a healthy debate. What we're trained to do is celebrate us hurting each other. So that's the reason why I'm not having... If you notice, my beefs don't be with people of my culture so much. I'm calling out Leo Cohen's and, you know, other people from the other... It's not. I'm not going to fight y'all. Uh, that's what they want us to do. We're programmed to think that we're supposed to get accolades for killing each other. But you ain't doing nothing to the nerves that's really making it where your mother's not really feeling good. So, you know, someone could disrespect your mom as a boss because she has to have one and say some slick shit, And you're going to come and say thank you or you're going to talk to them any old kind of way, change your voice. But when somebody says something slick to you on the block, you want to you wanna shoot it. Someone that's your color. Someone that you should be like, yo, let's work together. I'm seeing a couple of beefs get squashed in hip-hop, and I like that. Well, Dave got to go to court now. That's right. Well, we appreciate you for appreciate joining us, thank Dave. You, thank you. Y'all going to play the record? Yes. yes. I'm glad. I, I, I was hoping that in five years when I saw y'all again, y'all wasn't going to be all out of shape and not doing stuff. <laughs> nah. And y'all was going to be salty and bitter. But y'all look crispy and fresh, and I'm proud of y'all, and I'm think, I like the stuff y'all been doing. And again, we did have a disagreement, but it made us friends. And every time I call Charlotte, man, he answers. And, you know, and I appreciate that. So you solid. Pause. My brother. Love That's it. it is. All right, it's Dame Dash, Holla. Breakfast Club. Good morning. Have problems. You gotta have the ability to untie knots. This is knowledge. So if you have some bubblegum we coming right through your chest. You don't give a f you got a vest. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk 50 Cent. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, by now, we all know that Tierra Marie owes 50 cent money, right? $30,000. Still? Well, yes. Jesus, she needs a payment plan. Well, it looks like he's filed new documents, and he wants to put another $5,000 on top of that. And <laughs> I agree. Interest. <laughs> yes. He accused her of refusing to turn over her financial information, details of her VH1 paychecks, and all of that. So he said he's been attempting to locate her assets to seize that money, but he believes that she's not being truthful. Mm -mm -mm. 
about what's going on financially. 50 so. said he don't play when it comes to his money. He want his money. Uh, none of us do. None of us play when, we, when it comes to our money. I remember the stupidest advice somebody gave me was, as long as somebody owes you, you'll owes never you be money. broke. Right. Me broke. Lie. Lie. <laughs> lie. 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 Because a lot of people owe, but it's okay. It All is right. okay. Little Nas X has revealed that his mother is actually a drug addict. Now, he did an interview, and he spoke to Variety, and he said, so much happened during my rise to fame. He said, you know, drugs and murders and my grandmother passing. She was the first person close to me who died. It was devastating, and it made me a hypochondriac. I'd wake up heart racing. It was scary. He also started smoking weed very heavily to cope with the death, but he felt more connected to the universe. He said, I never really talk about my mom. She's an addict, so we don't have the closest relationship. Even trying to get her better, things didn't quite work out, but there's still love. The biggest surprise of becoming globally famous. He said, on the outside, everybody loves you, but on the inside, everything feels the same. So that was him sharing some information that we did not know previously. All right, now the baby says that he had a conversation with Diddy and he's turning over a new leaf. Listen to this. I'm just turning a new leaf and then never let the narrative control their future. And I always control the narrative. You know what I mean? In hopes of your future being exactly what your future is supposed to be, not what others may attempt to make it out to be. So with that being said, man, I'm on some new if I get out this car right now and slap it out of me, I'd probably say, hey, look, bro, you know, I deserve that. You know what I mean? You have a blessed night. Yeah, so, you know, did he put him in that chokehold and have that whole sit-down conversation with him? Sometimes you need that. Yeah, and smart people learn from their own mistakes. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others. Diddy has already made a lot of those mistakes, you know. And like Jay said, you know, Hov did that, so you know, hopefully you don't have to go through that. They all went through that phase. Diddy was busting people upside the head with bottles and slapping people, and I'm sure it cost him a lot of money. Fat Joe's come on the Breakfast Club and told us a million stories about how people would just run up on him and want to fight because they know it would be a payday. So yeah, you got to be smarter. Or wise. I don't know if I be- I don't know if I believe that if somebody slapped him, he would just. Let that go. Yeah, right? I don't think he let that go. I don't either. know if I believe that. Yeah, but I don't believe sounds that. Sounds good. <laughs> well, listen, what is Kane Kong's job? <laughs> Come on, Kane. What you got that big six foot twelve, three hundred and eighty five pound? Well, Kane is man not there all for? the time. He's not there twenty four seven. If when the man want to go to the store. When, when, well, when, obviously, when he put the guy in the chair, Kane wasn't there. I think Kane wasn't right. His brother was there. Well, listen, put it like this: there's no shortage of people that will put hands on you if you slap the baby. All right? Don't, don't take them 704 dudes is not going to put hands on you if you slap the baby, okay? Salute the show. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. And uh, I got to shout out to two people. One is 50 Cent. 50 Cent is getting uh, the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame next week. So congratulations oh, wow. to 50 oh, Cent. Dumb. Congratulations. Yeah. I want to lose bonds with 50 Cent, man. Curtis Jackson. Shout out to my guy 50, man. Wow. I wanted to go out there for that, but I can't. But congratulations to 50. And also, uh, what? No, I was thinking about, fifth, uh, like, was it was yesterday. I don't know why I was randomly thinking. I was like, 50 is really a guy in hip-hop who doesn't need music anymore. Like, no, he, he doesn't. Tra- he nope. has transitioned totally out of uh, us needing to hear a record from him, which is yeah, a good space to be in. producing, yep. even yep. alcohol. Yeah, TV, he's doing great, you know, yep. all that. TV, yeah. When is the final episode of Power coming on? Two more. Two more episodes. Two more episodes. Okay. And happy birthday to my homie, Reg. I went to college with him. He does real estate now. Today is his birthday. So happy birthday, Reg. All right. Donkey today. Who you giving that donkey to, Charlemagne? Uh, donkey is going to a cereal pooper. All right? <laughs> just, just, just a cereal with, pooper? Just a, a cereal pooper. Just stick with me on this, okay? Four after the hour, we'll talk about it. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Just don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. Donkey, donkey, donkey. donkey. donkey.
It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey of the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. Brother Lenard, you're a donkey. <laughs> donkey of the day for Friday, January 24th goes to a Massachusetts woman named Andrea Grosser. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we are gathered here today to discuss something we all should do on the regular, okay? Uh, a lot of us do do it on the regular. As a broad rule, people say you should do this thing anywhere from three times a day to three times a week. That is what is considered normal. If you are like me, then you have a regular pattern, a regular routine, and that regular pattern is 8.30 a.m. and around 4.30 p.m., depending on what I've eaten. But if you haven't figured it out, what am I talking about? Defecation. Yes. Re drop one of Clues Bonds for defecation. It's a beautiful feeling. Uh, releasing a sewer snake, all right? Backing the big brown motorhome out of the garage, all right? Giving King Kong his fingers back. Doo-doo! That's what we're discussing this morning. Don't screw your face up listening to me talk about those things, okay? All of y'all do it. Studies show that at least 45 million people in America have to lay down some brown right now, all right? It's my study, but it's a study nonetheless. You know why you have to lay down some brown right now? Because coffee is a laxative, all right? Coffee makes you poop. Research shows that caffeine makes the colon 60% more active than water. So you're acting disgusted because I'm talking about taking the browns to the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, you got to un go unload a batch of cigars right now, okay? Now, according to the New York Post, Andrea Grosser is a serial pooper who was arrested for allegedly turning a store parking lot into her own personal potty. She is 51 years old and has been dubbed the parking lot pooper. Would you like to hear more? Well, let's go to WYCN, NBC 10 for the report, please. Henry Canner installed these surveillance cameras outside his Natick Outdoor store to catch shoplifters. But he ended up catching this woman defecating in his parking lot, and not just once or twice. He says it happened at least nine times over three months. He brushed it off as a prank, but it kept happening, so he called Natick police. You see a woman get out, squat for about 20 seconds, get up, and then drive off. An officer pulled over Andrea Grosser around the corner just moments later. That's when investigators say she apologized and told the officer that she takes the laxative Miralax and suffers from irritable bowel syndrome. And police say she actually works at a house around the corner as a nanny, but investigators say she never did really explain why she didn't just wait until she got to that house to use the restroom. First of all, there's so much wrong with this story. Uh, I, I think it's hilarious that she's an actual nanny because growing up, you know, in, in South Carolina, Monk's Corner, South Carolina, we used to always call doo-doo nanny. Oh, you got a nanny. You know, that's what they say. So, uh, yeah, I think that's hilarious. Now, if you have Revolt TV, are we on Revolt today? No. no. Oh, None of us are in the studio. Man. Yeah, man, I wish we was on Revolt. Well, everybody, please go Google Andrea Grosser and look at her mugshot. Google her mugshot right now. Everybody, I'm going to give you all a second. Okay. That's two seconds. All right. Now, just Google her mugshot, Andrea Grosser. All right. What's crazy about her mugshot is she looks like her bowels are irritated in the mugshot. All right. Growing up, we would often say that about people. Oh, he looked like he got a nanny. He looked like he got a sugar honey iced tea. 
But Andrea Grossa really looks like she's in pain. I know the pain she feels. It's the pain of being in jail and having to poop. Okay, now I know Andrea likes to poop in public places, but you don't want to have to poop in no holding cell at no jail. Okay, you have to be a different kind of human being to poop in a holding cell at a jail. Now, I'm traumatized by these kind of experiences, and this is exactly why I don't leave a building if I have to pump a clump of dump out my rump. Okay, see, I've been pulled over and taken to jail for driving under suspension. I've been handcuffed for tickets that I didn't pay. So don't ever think, especially when you're black, that you can just run out of the house real quick when it's time to lengthen your spine. Okay, when it's time to lengthen your spine, then lengthen your spine, goddammit. Because if not, you will be in jail with a mugshot looking like Andrea Grosser. I have nothing else to say about this situation. Uh, I don't find it disgusting. It's just that when nature calls, you have to answer it. But you have to be very cognizant of where you answer it at. Please give Andrea Grosser the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. Ooh, you are the donkey of the day. Yee-haw. All right. I know, I know some of y'all looking at Andrea Grosser's picture right now saying to yourself, she really looks like she has to poop. Mm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, yeah, Chinese New Year? Yes, tomorrow is Chinese New Year, so I just wanted to shout out everybody celebrating Chinese New Year. So today's New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. It's the year, and of, it's the year nine, of the right? It's the year of the rat. Yeah, yeah, the rats. Yes, so there's a lot of things for tomorrow. If you want to have a prosperous year, you're not supposed to do. They said don't do laundry. Uh, okay. If you can avoid crying children, you're supposed to avoid that tomorrow. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, and don't use scissors. Don't use scissors. Don't do laundry. The children thing, I can't, I can't get around that one. But all right. Well, you're not going to be home. Something. If I was 6'9", I would lean into that. He coming home this year, too, like around the summertime. I would literally lean into the whole year to rat thing. Like, you, you, you gain a whole new fan base. My goodness. All right. Well, thank you again for that donkey today. When we come back, we're going to kick it with Angela Danroy Henry. That's the parents of DJ Henry. Alyssa Finley. That's the sister of both them, Jean. Michelle Kinney, the mother of Antoine Rose Jr. Now, mm. all of those three individuals were killed by the hands of police. Yeah, man. So, very so we're very gonna talk tough to conversation them. to have. We're going to talk to them when we come back. Uh, so don't move, all right? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Maybe I can Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still speaking with Angela Danroy Henry, parents of DJ Henry, Alyssa Finley, sister of both them, Jean. And Michelle Kinney, the mother of Antoine Rose Jr., all of them were killed at the hands of police, all right? Now, let's talk about the, the responsibility program and what you guys are linked up with Rock Nation and the NFL. How, how does that program help other people? Well, what we hope is through the, the, through the telling of our, of our son and brother's life story through these PSAs that, again, we're raising some awareness uh, and we get the right people engaged around the table to have constructive conversation about this so we can actually start making some real change. I mean, the NFL has a big re- has big resource. Mm-hmm. Rock Nation has good reach. Um, and I think now people are starting to hear these back-to-back-to-back. The Anquan Bolden's story, his cousin's story. They're starting to see that these things are happening all over the country. It's not just it's not just in their isolated community. They can't just put this in a little <coughs> small compartment. <clears throat> these kids weren't doing anything wrong. These aren't bad people. And they're going to have to wake up. And we hope that by putting this in their face in, in a really constructive way, it'll make some people start to think about, you know, create cognitive dissonance. Like, wait a minute, something may, something may actually be wrong here. Do these white people care, though? That's what I often wonder. For me? 
I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. um, we can go back to the forgiveness question. I can't get there because they didn't show any remorse. Right. Mm. Um, he mm. nor his family have ever said I'm sorry. And mm. we all know in a court of law saying I'm sorry doesn't mean you're guilty. guilty. Correct. So mm -hmm. I've never gotten that. My family has always been the one to be kind and courteous even during the trial. So do they care? I'm not re really sure. But am I willing to do everything in my power along with Rock Nation and the NFL to let them at least hear my story? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how we know if they care. Yeah. I don't know how we know, right? So we have to be in their face. We have to keep presenting these as real issues, real people, real stories. You know, we, we've sacrificed a lot. It's not just about white people. It's about all people. Mm -hmm. Because we sometimes prejudge police. Right. And we say things like, well, these police are all bad. Well, in the case of our son, this, this guy tried to save our son. Right. So it isn't that, it isn't that simplistic. In either direction. We have to keep having the conversation about it. They say, you know, the part of the NFL partnership is they say communication is the key message. So, so what exactly are we trying to communicate? If one guy does something bad and it takes the life of a good kid, then that, that person should be held accountable. I don't care if they're wearing a badge or not. Because mm -hmm. if you take the badge off, everybody says that's murder. Mm -hmm. When you put the badge on, people start struggling with it, right? Because there's not an effective way for police officers to be held accountable. They can't really apologize because if they apologize, they get convicted. Their PBAs, their police benevolent associations won't let them apologize. Even if they want to say sorry, they can't say sorry. And whether they look like us or they, or they don't look like us, we got to change that so that there's, a, there's an effective way to hold people accountable, irrespective of, the, of whether they're wearing a badge or not. Now, I want to get back to the point where you said, you, do you think white people care? Mm -hmm. So I have half of a family, half of my family is white. And I can tell you that they have gone to battle for us in the moments when we couldn't. They were out there making sure that our son's name wasn't forgotten and they have gone ahead of us to try to make a trail. So I know at least my side of the family really right. cares. Yeah. When a situation like that happens, you know, in, in the case of Antoine, the cops were acquitted, like, did, did you expect that? Like, did you even think that you was going to get justice? This is the first time I'm ever going to admit this on, in public. Hmm. Uh, so it's a little uncomfortable, uh, but truth, not at all. Not at all. Mm -hmm. The public did. My family was praying. You knew I never thought he would be convicted. I never once was ever, ever convinced at all, in the slightest, that he was convicted. He would be convicted. As a matter of fact, he walked out the courtroom before I did. Wow. So that, that makes the healing process even more difficult. A little difficult. bit harder. Have a lot of families reached out to you guys as well since all of this is happening. You've shared your stories. Yes. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. We're just praying that no one else has to call us. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's definitely going to happen. Though. That's the sad part about it. It is mm -hmm. sad. Mm -hmm. But it's a club that we just, we don't need any more members. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I tell kids now is be excellent. Be excellent. Because it may be your life, your legacy, that is what people use to define you. That may be the very thing that fights against the false narrative about you. And when they look back at all of these guys, you see that they were excellent. These guys had promise, were excellent. But the media gonna still try to villainize them regardless. They're gonna try to villainize it, but they leave, they leave a trail of excellence in their wake, and it's harder to do that when you leave a trail of excellence. And that will refute one of the things that we had always talked about because our son's favorite scripture was, no weapon formed against you will prosper, and you will refute every tongue that is against you. Mm. And so every time there was a lie or a false story put out there, his life and his legacy and the people that knew him was always able to refute that and say, no, that's right. not true. Let me tell you why. 
and I knew him and his teachers and his coaches and the bus driver and you know anyone that came in contact with him knew him and knew his character so they were able to speak to mm -hmm. that so be great because you want someone else to be able to come again us alongside you and say mm -hmm. no 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 I know him right. I know what he's about yeah and don't believe that it was the same with both of them because the media tried but it was everyone rallied for him it was Harding University he went to a Christian University and the people from Searcy Arkansas which is like all white town in Arkansas they all stood up for him so and they knew him because of his character so was there any truth to the fact that he had a relationship with the no police officer and no no truth to that and they had never even met each other you said. never met didn't know each other never crossed paths ever I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad that Dan's here because like you said they you always see the mothers on the front line you know mm -hmm. but you don't realize this is you know these people have sisters and they have brothers and aunts and uncles and you know fathers fathers like you know and I, like I'm just that's why I'm, I'm just glad that they see that a father cares about his mm. his son mm. in that way absolutely absolutely in many ways I, I'm a reflection of him mm. and I and I, I bear that burden not lightly you know I have to be a reflection of him I have to try to be a reflection a projection of his promise and so people see what they what they've now snuffed out what yeah. this guy Aaron has snuffed out because of his own carelessness well thank you guys again for joining and us how can they reach y'all I know yeah, I know they reach you guys Alisa they you got a foundation you. yes we do have mm -hmm. the Botham Jeff Foundation and it's the Botham Jeff Foundation.org um, we started this foundation to basically continue the work that Botham started on his own to just continue his legacy and we have the uh, djdreamfund.org, and we too started this after following DJ's um, example. And what we do is we provide funding for children in Massachusetts so that they can continue to play sports, attend summer camp, all the things that he loved. Um, right now I'm in discussions with Rock Nation to um, actually get funding for and begin the Antoine Rose the Second Foundation because it's my intention to purchase a building right where Antoine was killed. Wow. Awesome. And turn it into a community center. That's powerful. Salute to Rock Nation. Rock Nation doing the work. Y'all right, can say what y'all want we're about so this NFL partnership. They doing the work. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're so grateful we're that great. they have not forgotten our children and our brother, right. that they remember their names and wanted to do something so impactful um, with the NFL. So we're, we're, we're honored that they chose us to be a part of it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's The Breakfast Club. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thanks for having us. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Yes, another celebrity endorsement for Bernie Sanders. Now it looks like Joe Rogan has endorsed Bernie Sanders for the Democratic primaries. Some liberals are very upset about Bernie Sanders appearing to accept that endorsement also, and they're highlighting uh, some things that Joe Rogan has said and done in the past and feel like, I guess, Bernie Sanders should not accept that. Yeah, I see them uh, wilding on Twitter this morning. Joe Rogan was like the number two trending topic. But here's the thing. Joe Rogan is one of the most popular broadcasters on the planet. Like, his podcast is massive. He has tens of millions of listeners, supporters, fans, whatever you want to call them. And none of them care about what those people are mad about. So you're wasting your time on social media trying to paint a negative narrative about Joe because the people who listen to him already know about him and the things you find offensive, they don't. So you're not going to assassinate his character? Like, what they hoping that? Well, I think they're more looking... 
That's what they want. They said, Dear Bernie Sanders, please reject the endorsement of this man. It is beneath all of us. It is not okay to be celebrating celebrating an endorsement from him. Well, the, the people who support Joe and may vote for Bernie because of Joe, they if, if they decide not to because Bernie denounced him, I don't think they're going to do that. That's what they're hoping for, but I don't think they're going to do that. So Bernie just needs to stand his ground, period. Like, Why can't people understand that it's so many different things for different people? Like, you got millions of people who like Joe Rogan, millions of people who don't. Why would we listen to the millions of people who don't? Why? Yeah, I guess they just feel like, why are you accepting that, not saying that, Joe Rogan's not who he is. I don't know. All right, now let's talk about Uncle Murda on The Breakfast Club. And as you know, he's had a back and forth with Little Reese due to his 2019 wrap-up. Uh, here's what happened on The Breakfast Club where we discussed those lyrics. Little, little Reese talking crazy. I was going to say, Little Reese yeah, is let, not let's, happy Yeah, let's all with beef you. with him or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, little Reese threw a little shot at you. He got I mad. I don't even know why. Yeah. I know why. I know why. You know what you, you said? You said you ain't want to hear I his I said, new I'm itch. happy he's okay. Nope. You said, you said and you, then you, what was he the got next shot line? in the neck. That's good because you don't got to hear him rap no more. So. Ain't Look, hear his he probably don't want to hear my either. You know what I mean? All I'm saying is I didn't want to hear his. Don't act like y'all here checking for Lil Reese. Like, we was waiting like, damn, when Lil Reese's new project coming out. Well, Lil Reese posted... Unk goof ass all on Breakfast Club with my D in his mouth. Jeez. Soon my voice come back, you gonna get a reply, goofy. And that was his response to what Uncle Murder had to say. Mm-mm-mm. Somehow I don't feel like Uncle Murder cares at all. I don't think so either. <laughs> but I don't know. All right, uh, Tyra Banks, she gave a very passionate speech, and that was all about the dark side of fashion. And she basically said, don't get me started on the 90s. And every single day... I will continue to fight your oppression that makes people feel like crap about themselves. So the video is called The Uprising Begins, and it's about her experience as a supermodel, and she's promoting her new business venture, Model Land. That's a place where everyone can live in the ultimate modeling fantasy. Here's what Tyra Banks had to say. Oh, you changed? Yeah, you changed because you had to. Because if you didn't, no one would want your ass. It's too late because today I am wise enough to know that my beauty is not defined by you. Beauty is all shapes and sizes, all colors and genders, young and old, tall and short, thin and thick. Real beauty lives in the land of and. Yeah, we've heard a lot of stories about how crazy it is in this modeling and fashion world. So I'm sure nobody knows more about that than Tyra Banks herself. Yeah, she's got a little experience. And since we were talking about 50 Cent earlier and when is the power finale coming on, Michael Rainey Jr., he's gotten over 300 death threats before the finale came on. So I guess because 50's been leaking all these possible potential endings Mm -hmm. on who killed Ghost, people are upset with his character on the show. But it's just a character, and people are taking it very seriously. Yeah, but when you uh, do a good job at playing the role that he does of Tariq, it really does make you hate him in real life. Like, I just hate Tariq's face. Like, I don't even like the St. Patrick's, period. I want all the St. Patrick's to die. That would be Not a great Tasha. Tip. Yes, Jeesh. even Tasha. Tasha can go, Not too. Ta- I love yes. Tasha. Nope. You like Natari, the person. Tasha, Tasha like the Natari. character? <laughs> exactly. Tasha, the character? No. Tori the person, yes. Just like Omari's cool. I don't know Michael in real life, but yes, I, I hate the St. Patrick's. Can't stand him. Okay. All right. I'm telling well, the you, only, have it. that's the only show on TV and probably one of the only times in life I will root for a white person over a bunch of black people because I root for Tommy. The rest of them can go. So you're okay with Tommy, I, but you I, have a problem with, I'm confused. Because Tommy the only one that's solid. The rest of them is stealing and ratting and lying. It's disgusting. You know, it's, Tommy you know, you know was lying. Real. You guys know it's not real? Tommy's a liar. He done killed his baby, his uh, girlfriend. All right, guys. Yeah, but Tommy stays solid to his people, though. 
Ghost will rat on anybody. Tasha will rat on anybody. Uh, uh, Tariq will set his own parents up. That's they're, they're the disgusting family. I don't know if Tommy's that great either. I mean, I'm just saying some of the things that he's done has been, and he was on drugs for a while. His Everything was off, all of that. Tommy's but, solid. That's oh why he got goodness. away. That and white privilege, but you know. All right. <laughs> well, whatever. We love solid, right? All right. Well, that is your rumor report. <laughs> goodness gracious, guys. All right. <laughs> all right. Now, Revolt's not up today, but did they you just will be wrap back me up? I did wrap you up. It's time to go. You had another story? No, I mean, you just wrap me up. <laughs> All right, Revolt's not here. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in right now, 800-585-1051. You know we throw it back on a Friday. Since we in the West hey. Coast, let's play some West Coast music. Start off with some Snoop. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, I'm still in L.A. Angela Yee is here as well for Grammys. I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm being in Orlando. I got to do a celebrity basketball game. Shout to Boom Cup. Shout to uh, Floyd Mayweather. He'll be playing in that game. And then uh, after that, I'll be at the Beecham in Orlando. This is uh, this is the first time I've been back in the Beecham in like a year. You so, know how much I love the Beecham, so you're going to have fun. Yeah, Koya's going to be in there turning up, I'm going to tell you right now. What up, Koya? What up, D-Strong? We're going to have fun out in Orlando. So uh, everybody out in Orlando, the Beecham is the spot to be. Of course, it's Pro Bowl weekend, so... We're going to be there, and I hope I'm to see you guys I'm kind of mad I was there. supposed to be there, too. Oh, really? You're yeah. supposed to do the um, basketball game, right? Yeah, I was supposed to be there for the Beecham and for that, but I got to stay in L.A. Oh. Right? Some important things happening this weekend. Okay. All right, all right. And what about you, Charlamagne? What you doing for the weekend? Uh, I will be on. I will be at my daughter's cheerleading competition all weekend. That's what I'll be doing all weekend. My daughter is a a cheerleader. She has a competition okay. this weekend, so that's, so that's what I'll be doing. I'll be... Um, all right. So basically, I'll be sleeping, you know what I mean, at the competition <laughs> until it's time for her to go on. You know what I mean? They compete for for a little bit, and then you get like an eight-hour right. rest, and then they and, compete again. Yeah, and then you got to wait for the awards and all that other stuff. Yep. Hey, you know, I'm going to be in there sleep, okay? That's all. I'm going to be I'm totally honest. So, you know, my wife will wake me up when it's time for her to perform. Other than that, I'll be, I'll be napping all weekend. There you go. All right. Yes. When we come back, positive note, don't move. It's the V. Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Dame Dash for joining us this morning. Yes. Salute to Dame Dash. You know what, man? I feel proud. And the reason I feel proud is because uh, I didn't ask Dame Dash not one question about Jay-Z, not one question about Kanye West. Because when you watch all these Dame Dash interviews, they literally ask him, the same things over and over. It's like they want to see him flip out and get that type of reaction. But Dave is a guy who's got a very he's got a wealth of knowledge and a lot of other stories to tell. Yeah, we didn't ask him about De we didn't ask him about uh, Aaliyah. We didn't ask him about R. Kelly. We didn't ask him about Biggs. We didn't ask him about Jay Rockefeller. None of that. We talked about other things. Yep. So shout to Dame Dash uh, for joining us. Also uh, shout to uh, Angela and Dan Roy Henry. They're the parents of DJ Henry. Alyssa Finley, that's the sister of Botham Jean, and Michelle Kinney, the mother of Antoine Rose Jr. Uh, they were all killed by the hands of police, and we spoke to them this morning. Yeah, man. Yes. Yes. So, a very um, tough conversation to have. Absolutely. But, absolutely. But, but you got to salute Rock Nation uh, and all their efforts to help those families. And, you know, we got to help those families fight because that could be any of us at any given time. You know, I love the hashtag everybody's child because it's... It, uh, Every, what is it, everybody's child? Yeah, everybody's child, because that could be any of us at any given time. That could be our kids right. at any given time. So, Or you know. your brother or other family member, your brother, Absolutely. your sister. Don't wait until niece, something. nephew, family member. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't, don't wait until something personally happens to you before you decide you want to get involved, you know? Absolutely. 
All, All right. right. And I had no idea that you and Charlamagne knew each other for so long, MV. Yeah, I posted a picture. This was uh, a friend of mine. His name is uh, Reggie. Like I said earlier, it's his birthday. He kind of resembles Charlamagne a little bit. <laughs> and everybody and, on the post and, is like... And what? little Sean. Yeah, he looks like little Sean. Little, so everybody keeps saying, MV has a type. That's just my <laughs> friends. There's no type. That's my friends. So you're saying you ain't got no type? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You look like you got a type, buddy. Shut up. <laughs> Leave us on a positive note, man. Uh, every day, I am attracting an abundance of wealth, prosperity, opportunities, and happiness into my life. I am also receptive to good ideas and thoughts. That's what I want you to keep repeating to yourself all weekend and for the rest of your life. And watch what happens.